everyone, and welcome to Last Week in Basketball, a recap of some of the most important storylines and highlights that happened this past seven days in the NBA. I am your co-host Mowgli, and sitting next to me, as always, the man, the myth, the Mal. Welcome back, everybody. Mal, the finals are here. We're in the, the finals. finals are here. <laughs> wow, basketball in oh, July. Man. That's the American dream, right? I think so. I think that's what they wrote. Yes. <laughs> well, let's get into it, shall we? We have to. We have to. It was crazy. The finals everyone predicted. <sighs> the Phoenix Suns versus the Milwaukee Bucks. The last time each team was in the finals. Mal, do you know this answer? I think I do. Tell me. I think Phoenix was like 93-94 with a Charles Barkley. That's right. And then the Bucks for sure, it was Kareem's only championship there. So that has to be like 19... Uh, I don't know why 72 is wrong, but... Uh, 71. Yeah, fuck. I was going to... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was the last time they were in the finals. Let's talk about the actual game itself. Insane. Wow. First things first. Welcome to the finals, Giannis. <laughs> Man, was that crowd loud as heck. And he talks about it, too. Post game, I just saw it right here on my phone. I could feel the energy when I was on the free throw line. I will practice. I will be better. But, yes, very right. intimidating. How does he not know his timing, fool? How do you practice timing? You just go, like, one, two, shoot, fool. No, that's like, his routine, like, though. I, that's know. His, everyone, <laughs> I know, I know. He just, just make it faster. So but, yeah, no, the, the noise was fucking rocking, though. The Suns are fucking, they're, they're with it. They wanted that win, and they came out with it, bro. And, like, you got to get that energy from the fans. And the fans have been there since, like, the last se- the series where the they fucking killed the Clippers with the last shot with Aiton, you know? And that was a big, like, boom and that, honestly, that's, like, the best part that we missed from the bubble was, like, the pure, like, arena filled with fans, you know? And, like, that's what I'm glad to see back. It was a good game for game one. Like you said, nobody thought these two teams would play each other. We didn't really think it either. More towards the, like, third round, we're third, second round. We're like, okay, it might be a possibility. Speaking on that. No one thought these two teams were going to play each other. No one thought that Giannis was going to play game one until, what, a couple hours before. Yeah. So everything was kind of up in the air, up in limbo. I'm sure all of the betters and the money lines were all going crazy. It was a very competitive first half. Uh, I'm not sure what happened in the second half. I think Phoenix just, you know, they got hot. They got the momentum. Chris Paul was just on another level. He was not going to let them lose lose basically he couldn't bro like you you know i was gonna bring up the 3-1 curse you know of them going 3-1 but i think that's still back of his head like yo and what i always say like kill it the first two games like i know you're a home court and like you have to you still have you know time if you do lose it to bring it back when they come back but like just start off with a 2-0 and you know stay positive easier said than done but yeah hey, they're halfway there man they're halfway there and like they're the ones who i thought would do it because like i told you throughout the series Throughout the whole playoffs, watching them, like, they just gelled. I told you, like, from everybody, you're getting different, you know, energy from each person. Aiden, uh, Payne, uh, fucking Booker, CP3. What's that other fool's name I'm missing? Who, Frank Kaminsky? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, Dario Saric, though, did get injured. That does suck. Um, going back to that, I like what you said there. It does feel like the Phoenix Suns team, the momentum, the magic is with Phoenix. Yeah. It started with the bubble last year, and then Chris Paul, they get Jay Crowder this year, and uh, it just seems like they're riding this really, really cool high, whereas Milwaukee, it just seems like, whoa, you need to win, Giannis. Yeah, yeah, the pressure's all on the Bucks, bro, all on Giannis. Honestly, now too. Middleton, too. Yeah, but, like, we know this now. Like, this is the biggest injury-ridden playoffs in, like, longest of times, you know, but... 
we're that's gonna, why it can't be a real excuse. Like, I know we use it for us because we're Laker fans, you know. But, hey, that shit happens every year. Mav, we're going to do the 30 for 30. Of <laughs> the bubble? Yeah, we're going to do part one and part two. You're going to direct one, I'll direct the other. I'm down. That sounds dope. Yeah. Okay, going back to the finals itself, though, so many epic, like, individual performances. I wanted to get your opinion on who had the best finals debut. And there were so many that I had to choose from. We're going to separate it from the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. So, yesterday's game, game one, the Phoenix Suns defeat the Milwaukee Bucks 118 to 105 for the Phoenix Suns side. I want to get your opinion. Who had the best debut? And I'm going to list. a question. Uh, wait. Wait. All right, all right. I'm going to list it. I'm going to list it right I'll here. Wait. DeAndre Ayton, 19 rebounds, 22 points. Devin Booker, 27, 6, and 2. Chris Paul, 32, 9 assists, 4 rebounds. So out of those three, who had the best finals debut? For me, for the Phoenix Suns, it's got to be CP3, man. He's been waiting this long his whole career. And to just shoot it up like that. He like carpe he, diem for sure. Oh, yeah. And he took over in the third. Like, I'm going to say it right now. I didn't get to watch the fourth because I had work at midnight tonight. But, like, in the third, I was just like, this is it. They're already cooking. They already uh, put the lead up, I think, like, by 12 already at least. And, like, they just looked. And especially CP3, like, he was flowing. You know, he's like, you said earlier in the beginning of the show, he wasn't going to let them lose. But the other guys right behind him, like, I don't want to give – Booker and Aiden it right now because they're still young. You know, they have so much. Yes, it's the the question is just the NBA day, like finals debut. But I just feel like this is just more significant for CP3, and that's why it means a little bit more. ESPN put up a really insane stat. Players aged 36 and older to score 30-plus points in a finals. Chris Paul made the list. Tim Duncan did it in 2013, right. and then Kareem did it multiple times. Wow. So he's in a list with those three. Uh, I think two of them, actually, Tim Duncan and Chris Paul, are both Wake Forest alumni, so cool. Uh, I also have Chris Paul. I was going to go DeAndre Ayton just because it's so impressive just to see that number of rebounds mm. and just how dominant he was. And it didn't even feel like he was like dominating that much. That's true. Um, but when you look at the box score, it's like, what, 19 and 22? That's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's super insane. I don't know. I always felt like Ayton was going to be a really good player when he got drafted number one, and he's living up to that number one overall. All straight up. Uh, and this is going to be whatever, whatever happens right now, this is just going to make the Pacific division way more competitive because he is a nice Mm, counter to Anthony Davis. I think he can match up with AD pretty well as far as the size, the rebounding and just his presence. Uh, okay. But we both have Chris Paul being that main dude for the Milwaukee Bucks. It's cream city, bro. (laughs) (laughs) All right. For cream city, who had the better debut? Giannis had 20 points. Four assists, 17 rebounds. He also was not expected to play at all. So this was just found money. Chris Middleton, 29, 4, and 7. Wow. Did he and Chris Paul have a third quarter shootout? That was epic. That was so sick. And then I have Brooke Lopez, 17 points, one assist, six rebounds. But it did did feel like he was hitting timely shots. No, I didn't feel that at all. Yeah, I did. I didn't feel that at all. Brooke Lopez, he's I was like, get him out of the game, coach. So who do, you have? who do you have out of those three then? This one's actually really hard because, like, I feel you. a lot of people want to give it to Gianna, Giannis because his fucking knee and, like, putting in these scores. But for me, it's Middleton. I feel like he's going off the last two games. I think the last one wasn't that solid. But he's still putting in work. And, like, I think he's the guy who's going to be that X factor for the Bucks. You know, like, Giannis is going to do what he's doing. But I think this guy needs to be consistent. Drew Holiday from last night shows you that he needs to be more consistent for me it's Middleton I think that's you know especially like 
especially where he ranks in like the superstardom like of basketball players or the tiers of basketball players right now. You know, I expect more from Giannis really. So with Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, when Giannis was injured, those two stepped up big time. Both of those dudes were averaging around 27, 26 points. And that was just a little bit more of that. It's just those shots were just like, dang. Yeah. It was nothing but net with Chris Middleton. I was like, whoa, this is like automatic. This is like a professional scorer. Well, that's what they need for them to like win this. You know, they need two more nights of that. And I think they need that for game two and three. I think what it is, though, is similar to when Chris Paul came back against the Clippers and they lost that game. They didn't know what Giannis was going to be able to do on the court. So Chris Middleton, more so Drew Holiday, he took kind of a backseat. He, he did have 10 points, 9 assists, 7 rebounds, and he was playing phenomenal defense. Um, I think that's as, gonna as be good a big one. Like you're gonna, they're gonna have to play ultra defense, right? Like you gotta stop the Suns' energy. That's what it is. And like I know I was talking shit about CP3 coming back in the last round, but like you need that floor general to, uh, I think it's for me like to slow it at certain paces, like certain times. Like he knows when, you know, to slow it down. And I feel like the Bucks don't really have that. You know, I think Middleton could give it to them. Drew Holiday gave it to them during you know Giannis out. But, like, now that he's back in, they're not meshing really, you know? Well, it was only one game. They'll make true, adjustments. True. Also, Malv, I'm going with Giannis. I'm going with myself. <laughs> I had the best performance. You're always talking bad about me. You're, always... You're not going to win this year again. <laughs> You're not going to win. No, nah, 20 points, 17 rebounds. We're, we're talking about Aiton having 19. Giannis, 17 as well. And he bullied Aiton. Did you see that oh, yeah. early on? He, oh, he gave him that upper body strength. I was like, oh, yeah, i like to see that. Well, that's that. what you need from him. Yeah, you need that aggressiveness. Like... That Greek strength. Let's see if he's the Greek god uh... right here, yo. Uh, yeah, I'm going Giannis, though. I'm going Giannis. It was a competitive game. Series predictions. What do you got, Malv? Uh, I was saying that my heart says the Suns in five, but I want to say like my NBA brain is going to be the Suns in seven. Wow. What do you think? Giannis, what do you think? I think we've got it done in seven games. I have Milwaukee in seven. No, 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 no. We'll we'll talk again for sure. Game two and game three are like my critical for me, but I really think the way the Suns are playing, and I think Chris Paul is just not going to let himself and the team lose. And with Devin Booker, we still, he what, he had only 22 points in the game? We're still, we could still expect a 30-plus point. No, Booker had 27. 27. Okay, then still kind of saying we'll expect a 30-plus point more game from him. I know he's got that in him. And especially with, you know, the Kobe being legendary behind him and him, him using that. Like, you know he's going to explode in one of these oh, games. Oh, you're saying how the Lakers used Kobe as momentum last year. You think Booker's using that because of that connection? Yeah. Hey, hey, if whatever you He's still you wearing need, the same shoes each game, the, those nice purple ones. I low-key want them. I think those are like the Kobe 4s or something like that. But, yeah, like... You just got to find something, right? He tattooed me legendary. Right. Like, he's using it. Side quest. We've got ourselves a side quest. Did you see his lowrider going in? No, 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 no. I didn't. It no. was a sick-ass little lowrider. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And you said he was wearing, like, a... All black, and yeah. I seen, like, all these memes showing, like, a John Wick kind of, like, uh, allusion to him, and I thought those shits were hilarious as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, a couple other thoughts on the game itself. Giannis, in my opinion, had probably the second greatest block in finals history. Yes, they lost the game. Yes, it was in the first half, but so reminiscent of what LeBron did, Game 7 against Golden State. Just that chase down, ferocity out of nowhere, access no, denied. No, no, yes, it don't it matter. But it don't matter, though. I told you it didn't matter in that game, and I bet you it's not going to matter in the series. It was dope, though. The it was effort. dope. That's going to be a highlight play. That was, that, yeah. That's going to be a highlight play, when and that's all lose. you wanted. That was like, oh, when the Bucks lose, that's going to be their only highlight right there. It's like, damn, he got a nice block, didn't he? But he still lost. Uh, one other thing, too, though. 
my goodness, what does Chris Paul have to do? Like, you just have to wrap him in a bubble. Because oh, I was just like, yeah. the injury, I was like, no way. Is this going to yeah. happen right now? Is he really that cursed when Brooke Lopez, like, steps on him? Well, he I don't even know. Him. Exactly. He that wasn't a flagrant. It wasn't. That wasn't a flagrant. They're just calling it like that. Uh, he needed landing room space. Yeah. But but Brooke Lopez, he's closing out. What else do you want a defender to do? Can't do shit, bro. That's um, what I thought, too. I was like, yeah. flagrant. Like, ugh. No, no I no. didn't even see the intention. It wasn't like, yeah. uh, what was it? I always get that fool's name up. What is it? Pudjushi Uh Golden State. Come on, you know. Golden State? Yeah. Current member. No, from the no. championship teams. He did it to Kawhi. What's his name? Oh, Zaza Pachulia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, I didn't see any intent from it. Like, this looked like an actual, like, defensive kind of stance without, like, any, like, malice behind it. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I could see it because Brooke was getting fucking cooked by this fool. I was telling you, like, there were so many, like, three or four shots that I saw on, he on was, him. Like, yeah, they were getting that was switch. Nothing. And it, it was, was nothing. Just- it was, fucking CB3 was just draining him. It, was, that, it was embarrassing, bro. <laughs> embarrassing. Like, that's what you're saying. Like, Brooke Lopez, like, fuck no. I don't care if you had 17, like, fucking points, bro. Like, I didn't see that much intensity from you. Like, that Giannis block needs to come from, like, two other members of, like, the Bucks team. Like, P.J. Tucker and Brooke Lopez need to be that kind all the time for them to truly, truly, like, just bust out and win. As much as no one expected these two teams to be in the finals— they're playing very competitive, very high stakes, and you can see that each mm-hmm. possession. Also wanted to bring out, uh, we were talking about that three-point play that was a flagrant. They did call an offensive foul on Booker when he kicked his leg out. Oh, okay. So, so, so you know. It evens out. Yeah, yeah. Mike Breen, even that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Breen was like, they don't call that enough. And then, and then Jeff Van Gundy's like, don't say that or the league's going to get mad at you. And I was like, oh, shit, dude. You're right. Uh, Van Gundy, I love that fool. He's so funny. Yeah. All right, well, I think that's enough Game 1 finals talk. we got Game 2. I can't wait for Game 2. What's right. your predictions on that? Uh, I do think Milwaukee is going to make their adjustments and bounce back. Ooh. Remember, it's not a series until the home team loses. That's true, but so, I, that's why I think the home team's going to win again. I feel it. Doubt I me again, Malv. I'm doubt- doubting you, Giannis. <laughs> You've doubted me my whole career. I'll prove you wrong. You never <laughs> knock me down, Malv. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's move on to a little bit of more serious news. Uh, one of Mal's favorite reporters, Rachel Nichols. My heart hurts. <laughs> she's been relieved of her finals duties. Um, a little bit of a bombshell report happened. I guess ESPN employee released it. Rachel Nichols was kind of upset that her job was being taken away from her by another one of her female co-hosts, Maria Taylor. We should also mention that she is of African-American descent. So this plays a part into the whole big narrative of, yo, Two women fighting for a job. One of them is white. One of them is black. What is ESPN going to do? They removed her from her finals duties, and they actually pulled her episode of The Jump that was supposed to air yesterday. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. I'm scared for my girl, bro. She's already half canceled. I can't need her fully canceled now, you know? But it's a shame. It's a shame, you know? But, like, hey, this is the modern day we live in. You got to be careful what you say when you say it because I guess she didn't know that they were recording her still. Like, she thought she was off air. I think the the one thing that like really messes it up is because like she was very like a pro- proponent and an activist for the Black Lives Movement. Yeah, she's a big advocate, you know. And I think that's what it was. A lot of people were like, "What? Like this person who like supports this, you know, in the media, but behind closed doors, she's not supporting it." But to me, I didn't really take it that much. Like even from the first time I heard the audio, list, I was like, "Oh man, she's really pissed at ESPN." And like it kind of says like, "Yeah, it's really ESPN's fault." Like, why the fuck? Are you putting two women against each other, really? And you're only doing a lot of stuff because you're pressured. And the way she said it's like, you should have been doing this shit for years. 
You know, like you should have had doors open for females open decades ago because the female door is not even open too. So I get her frustration, you know, but like the thing is when we say things behind closed doors or like in anger, I still didn't feel it was so angry that it was like, oh my God, cancel her, you know? But to me, it's like, I kind of get her. Like when you're at a job and you're already, you, it took you so long to get there and it was such a hard door to open yeah. that you feel just because something's fighting happening. For that. Yeah, that's what she's fighting. She's literally fighting for that, you know? And like, even to this day, there's still not that many female NBA announcers on any channels, bro, on any of them, right? Yeah. Like, they're still not even like the true main host. Like, the one last main female host I remember was Michelle Beadle. And she's not even in, like, you know, like the mainstream media right now. Let's not forget about Doris Burke as well. I'm not sure what her finals coverage on this is. I think I had read that she was doing the radio broadcast, but she had always done the color yeah, commentary I remember. on TV. Yeah, yeah. She's very good. She's mm-hmm. very good as well. I love her. So, But, like, that's on them, too. You know, like, these companies aren't giving women or people of color all in general doors to open, you know? So I kind of feel that sliding. It's like, yo, you got to open more doors. Don't just open the door to my house and let people in, you know? Like, you know, I kind of get that's where it's from. I know it's fucked up, you know, but, hey, that's the world now. And, like, we'll see how badly she gets canceled or, like... Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the jump, and it mm. feels like she actually like uh, has a good connection and rapport with you know Kendrick Perkins is always there, Richard Jefferson, Matt Barnes. It seems like they all Jimmy Butler. Yeah, they all get along. Oh, oh. that was another one. <laughs> What's going on? All right, this is like Mao's social media corner, but Twitter's been saying that uh, Jimmy Butler's been hitting Rachel Nichols inside the bubble too. Look at all these rumors. <laughs> Mal, what's going on? I don't know. It's wild out there, bro. It's wild, wild. For sure. Wild, wild out there. Well, I was always a big fan of Rachel. Yeah. Like I said, hopefully the jump doesn't go away. I feel like ESPN doesn't do enough basketball coverage True. Um, on their stations. But like we said, one door closes, another one opens. Rachel Nichols is very talented. I'm sure she'll rebound tremendously, and I'm wishing her the best. The same with Maria Taylor and mm-hmm. you know everyone involved. All right. Let's move on to our next subject. New coaches. Woo! This wasn't a surprise at all for me. Nate McMillan has been promoted, extended. Yeah. <laughs> extended. I, don't, I don't even know what to say. Yeah, he's, you got the extendo. Right? <laughs> that was good just common for sense. But Com- yeah, good for him. That that That's the definite for sure. Like, hey, we got your back for this, man. Like, you came through for us in the clutch. You know, we thought you, we thought you were washed. You know, that's why we gave you the job during half the season. You know, right? but fuck, you came hey, through. Hey, mouth, mouth. He was the wash coach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He doing workout videos, bald. Uh, uh, I'm running all these schemes. Uh. Uh, Trey Young, I'm su- I'm, I bet he's super happy. He endorses oh, yeah. this. Look where they were when Lloyd Pierce was there. Look what happens. Sometimes you need that that coaching that head change up. That's it. Um, and yeah, it's definitely going to be a lot more competitive next year because expectations ex- are high. Yeah, expectations are high. They're gonna. No one is going to catch the, the Hawks off guard next season. So they're going to have a target. You know, this is another year of Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie. Ooh. If Kyrie's still there, you know, another season under their belt, we still have to see what happens with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and what well, they're yeah, going to do. What happens in the 76ers too, bro? Yeah, That's, yeah, what is yeah. going to happen there? Like, there's so much going to happen. But it is the right move for Atlanta. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think you have to do that. You have to be a little bit loyal, you know. And I don't know what the deal was. Was it like two to three at least? I know they didn't give him a five-year contract. <laughs> well, it has to be small for sure, but at least yeah. that's good, like, loyalty back. Like, hey, bro, you brought us this far. Yeah, we we didn't really put that much. We didn't. I, I'm pretty sure that the Hawks are like we're gonna watch this season and we'll get it. You know, next season. But yeah. like they can't do that now, bro. You're on a pedestal. The whole team is now. So Trey Young, the pressure's yeah. on. All right. Well, that was the Eastern Conference Final loser. Let's talk about the Western Conference Final loser, the Los Angeles Clippers. 
Clippers fell short of expectations again. This was the farthest that they have ever gotten, though, as a franchise, as a Ooh. team. <laughs> I thought you'd be saying yay. Nah, I still hate them. No, like, Every time you bring them up, even if it's because they're losing, it's like, nah, boo, you suck. I don't want to hear your name. But, yeah, good thing they lost, though. Kawhi yeah. Leonard was not there. There's rumblings, you know, Miami Heat, Ooh. Dallas Mavericks, staying with the Clippers. Um, nah, he's coming to the Lakers, fool. That's what I heard. No, I, imagine <laughs> that. What would that, would that narrative? Would you want Kawhi as a Laker? Yes and no. I'd be like, ah, oh, you're such a bitch, fool. But, yeah, get on the bench. We're going to win. <laughs> Come in, we're gonna win some games. It, it, if I have a pipe dream, it's gonna be Damian Lillard. Who's oh yeah, to the yeah, that'd be dope. If I have that to pick someone, someone, and uh, we'll talk about the Lakers in a little bit. Let's just go ahead and do the Clippers talk. Yeah, um, looks like for the Clippers, I think Ty Lue's gonna be there for a while. They still have their new Inglewood Stadium opening up, so this is definitely like a growing pains. There's no longer the Donald Sterling era. Like it feels like they've kind of shed those ashes away, but still losing. Well, well, that's losing. the one thing they keep from the Sterling era. <laughs> that's the one piece of this is that's the, the cornerstone of their franchise that they <laughs> it's keep. It's losing. It's losing. Oy, hey. <laughs> to be a Clippers fan, right. oh, God bless. Uh, but no, no, no. I think Steve Ballmer and the direction they're going, he actually seems like he cares. Yeah, um, he does. Very energetic, off. You know. Yeah, and, and that's the only thing too. I feel bad for. I don't really feel bad for Ballmer because he is like a forty billion dollar. Yeah. Like, uh, spend your money, yeah, fool. right? I just feel bad for Ralph Lawler. The former uh, radio broadcaster. Mm. Oh, me. Oh, my. And, like, first points to 100 wins. Never. It's Lawler's Law. Like, he had so many classic, iconic catchphrases. It reminds me a lot of Vin Scully with the Dodgers because uh, they were all, like, hashtag win for Vin. Mm. And they didn't win. <laughs> but uh, They eventually won. They eventually won, and Vin Scully did see that. So this kind of reminds me of what Ralph Lawler's kind of going through. Like, I'm sure he wants to see... Yeah. The team he'd worked for for so long win and just to be never though <laughs> never sorry sir yeah Ralph Waller is always a good dude your dreams are broken you'll never <laughs> see the Clippers win for for Paul George pandemic are, key say his name are they, are they going to keep him <laughs> you have to so uh, you know I don't know whether or not they're going to run that back or anything like that there's a lot of questions for the Clippers franchise I think that's enough Clippers talk mm-hmm. we kind of did that as an audible. Let's just go talk about the best team in L.A., bro. All right. Uh, let's go to our designated Lakers corner. Yay! <laughs> I saw on Twitter somewhere the Lakers and OKC were, were rumbling about a Kemba Walker trade. No. Get out of here. <laughs> you didn't even let me finish. <laughs> All right. Well, we're on the same page, though. Uh, no. I'm sorry. Kemba, he's a great leader. Five years too late, Lakers organization. I would have loved him right before, but... Oh, sorry, man. Go, go, go. I'm sorry. I don't like this. It's just Kemba is a great leader. He's just too injury prone right now. You already have Anthony Davis. And LeBron. LeBron is coming. You know, this is the tail end of his career where injuries are starting to pile up. We can't take on a contract that big for a player that injury prone on a roster that riddled with injuries already. I'm with you. And, I'm totally with and, you. And, you know, it just, uh, it's unfortunate. He will bounce back. He'll be something. It's just that contract. It's just no. That's what I was going to say. Like if he didn't have that contract, I wouldn't mind him being on the bench. And I know Kemba seems like a pretty like well mannered, like just top headed dude. I feel he'd be like, yeah, dude. Like you said, I've been injury prone. You know, let me come off the bench. Like unless no. unless it's some other chess rob you know plan. I don't see where they're going to do some trades here and there and drop this and that like and get somebody else better. I still I no. Yeah. Okay. Well, another rumor: Demar Derozan, a Los Angeles, no. a Com- <laughs> Can't even let me finish. A Compton native, a USC Trojan alumni. Fight on. Uh, you said no immediately. Yeah. Though no. again, five years ago, I, I would have liked this deal, but I don't think so anymore. Originally, I was saying no, but 
you know, adjusting your expectations. What are we getting from DeMar right now? I don't think he's going to be that dude from Toronto. That's what I want. For this, though, it does have a little bit of, of remnants of Dwight Howard when he came back to the Lakers, mm, where he's kind of redeeming himself. That's what we need. We just got to yeah. be like, yo, come, keep coming to the Lakers if you want to redeem yourselves. But, <laughs> you know, LeBron did kind of mentally destroy him. Oh, yeah, uh, during his the, whole career. <laughs> yeah, because LeBron was always destroying the Raptors, and that's why they partially traded him, and then they finally win. One. <laughs> they finally win when DeMar's gone, so it's just that whole mental soul factor. Crushing. How soul-crushing is that? Yeah. I would be, like, devastated. I wish we talked about it more, but, yeah, I would fucking be like, was it me? Yeah. It had to be me. How like, they win. Exactly. You know, like, How f- now I'm in San Antonio. Get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, you know, Charles Barkley was right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so DeMar, DeRozan, I'm not sure what – they're expecting from Demar. I'm not expecting mm-hmm. a a alpha. Bench him. Uh, yes, he does seem like a very uh, a bench unit player. I'm not sure if he's willing to accept that role. But like we said, we need a a shooter, a second ball handler that can take the pressure off of LeBron and AD. And by God, that's Damian <laughs> Lillard. One way or another, we're gonna speak it hey, into existence. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. We hear um, all the rumors. Him chirping, not Matt, not happy. Yeah, with yeah. the you know the Blazers and their coaching. I like, think he just wanted input from Chauncey Billups. Yeah, just respect. Yeah, just respect. Yeah. Give me respect, bro. Let me hear you want, and I'll be like, no, I don't want him. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, David Fisdell, he has that connection. Yeah, he has a connection with LeBron as well. He was an assistant for uh, Miami. Miami, and you know, he, are, did they agree? Yeah, I think it's I think it's finalized already. So like they needed that uh, vacant seat yeah. filled because Jason Kidd's yeah. out. Salute Jason Kidd. I think David Fisdell is a great addition. He knows his defense very well, and he knows LeBron very well. And like I, you I'm said, excited. Miami. He's I'm been excited. there for two championship caliber teams. They went to the fucking finals four times in a row. Yeah. So you know he's knowledgeable, and you know at least that's another person LeBron will listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, final thing before we go, a little bit of Olympics talk. Ooh. Jason Tatum. He oh, is yeah, wearing yeah. number 10, the Kobe Bryant number I like 10. It, I like it. Wow, this guy. He's what? on it, huh? He's on Lake. He's, 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 Kobe, on he's Kobe fan stand number one. What is he doing in that gremlin green? Look. Bring him over here, man. That'd be crazy, yeah, right? Yeah, Jason Tatum. Oh, what if he does really push for that? Like, oh. you know, like going straight from like being a decent star on yeah. the fucking Celtics and then being like, nah, I'm going to the Lakers. <laughs> this is where I want to be. I mean, he's... He, he, Talk about Kobe all the time, dude. That was his mentor. It'd be so cool. It would, um, it but Boston, Boston has a real one with Jason Tatum. He's a baller. He's a baller. Uh, yeah, he's wearing number 10. He's honoring Kobe. Let's hopefully he can channel that into the games. Yeah. I'm sure they will. America needs to get another gold. USA basketball is very, very pretty to watch. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Malv? Nah, man. This was a good one. Yeah, I, these finals a, are going to be good. Hopefully we can do an episode after each game now that the kind of the pace is kind of Calm down a little bit and stuff like that. But, yes, thank you guys for listening. Questions, comments, anything like that, feel free to email us at malvinmogley at gmail.com. Subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. If you listen on Apple, kindly rate us five stars. It'll help us out in the long run. And one more thing, follow us on social media, will ya? At malv underscore n underscore mogley. Malv, one more time for the audience. Our series predictions, what do you have? My heart says Suns in five, but the brain says Suns in seven. All right. And I have Milwaukee in seven. I'm going to prove you wrong, man. All right. We'll see you next week because we love playoff basketball. Rachel! Rachel! Rachel!